This podcast is a Bendigedig Media production. Hi, I'm David Cottrell and you are listening to a Touchline Rant podcast. Euros with Luke and Mitch. Dun, 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 dun. It's time to get your daily fix. Dun, 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 dun. So go on, Gab yourself a coffee dun, dun, dun. or maybe you prefer a cup of tea euros with luke and mitch dun, 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 dun. and don't you know they don't cost a thing dun, dun, dun. so go on give us a stream it's the daily euro 21 hello everyone it's mitch here with your Latest episode, daily episode from the Euros. Is a theme sticking in your head yet? Is it getting on your nerves? Can you not stop humming it? I did, I, we did warn you. I did warn you. We both warned you. Um, yeah, sorry. It's just here to stay for a while. We're still early doors in a tournament. Um, but we are still very much in the thick of it as well at the moment games coming thick and fast uh more games to react on more games to to look forward to so first we'll start by looking back and there's only one man to talk about and that's Cristiano Ronaldo breaking the record breaking Michel Platini's record or um or going outright in front of him uh with two goals one from the penalty spot and then a beautiful little one double one two I think it was wasn't it uh, rounding the keeper to finish off a very dogged, I'd say, hungry team who who held on. Uh, the scoreline in the end was a little bit harsh on Hungary, but you can't deny Portugal deserved to win. They they had the chances. Ronaldo himself had a glorious chance first half. Yota had a couple of chances as well. He should have played Ronaldo in um, in the first half. He could have squared it to him for a simple goal really as well so they they did have plenty of chances it was just from a set piece where Hungary had their best opportunity and you felt that was probably the only way that they were really going to carry their biggest threat and it's a shame because uh, it was great to see a full stadium um, it was great to see all the Hungarian fans in full um, voice and yeah it's a shame for their fans that they they couldn't give them something to shout about but uh, obviously there was still plenty of Portuguese there as well. And, um, and uh, yeah, great to see a full stadium. Uh, and the Portuguese side, who I think are stronger than they were four years ago or five years ago now when they won it in 2016. Um, I think they've got more quality in their side now. And they, they, they have now got that, that monkey off their back in terms of winning a major tournament when they had their sort of what was felt as their golden jet, uh, generation when they had you know, Cavalio and, and, and Deco and players like that which were um, you know in the sort of early noughties to mid noughties and they, they never quite got it done in terms of getting past the kind of semi-final stage or so on um, and they, they got the monkey off their back with that 2016 in probably what was their one of their weaker sides in recent memories, and they actually were very lucky because it, I, I think they drew all their games, didn't they? They, they drew all their games in that, in that, um, in the in the in the group stage. And I think if it, you know, if it wasn't for 
the other the way the other groups panned out they yeah they they may not have they may not have made it but um they did they won the tournament they're now looking pretty strong and they deserve to win uh pressure on Hungary in the next game and Ronaldo shout out to Ronaldo for his press conference uh as someone who works in public health uh as well as being a obviously a, a professional podcaster <laughs> Um, it was good to see him shedding some Coca-Cola and saying that everyone should drink water. Uh, and a shout out to one of our campaigns, Thirsty Cheers Water. Um, then uh, then was a, a big game in Munich, wasn't it? Germany and France, two heavyweights. Uh, rematch from the 2016 semi-final, which France came out on top 2-0 winners. And uh, I think... Going into this game, I think people felt that France was stronger, and, and I, I think it kind of played out. It wasn't too much of a surprise in the way it played out, really. I think there was a lot of respect shown early doors. There wasn't much pressing. There was a lot of, you know, sitting back and letting letting the opposition have that ball in areas where they couldn't hurt you. Um, but um, it was undone from a lovely ball across the box by Hernandez and uh, and. Um, you know there wasn't there wasn't um, too much that the defender could do, uh, and you know it was one of those. It's such a, it's just in a really difficult situation because you know that Mbappe is getting a tap in if he doesn't um, doesn't get on the end of it. Mbappe is getting a tap in, so it's uh, it's, it's tricky. You, you know what do you do in that situation? And then from there, you know after the after the Hummel's own goal, France. I think France for the rest of the first half, they were fairly comfortable. Germany were a little bit brighter second half, but even then, France had two goals chalked off. There was that penalty shout with Hummels on Mbappe, where really you could argue he's gone through the player to get to the ball. And you could look at that two ways, really. You know, some referees might give that. Um, In a way, I was kind of glad it went went the defender's way. Uh, But... France looked strong, they looked resolute, they looked solid in defence. Germany, I think they will take some positive from the game. I think they will. Um, They were, like I said, they were a little bit more threatening in the second half. Gnabry had that chance. Uh, Be interesting to see if if Joachim Lowe mixes it up a bit. Much has been made of his kind of, over the last couple of years, of his kind of abandoned. uh, rebuild almost, which was strange in a way because from his point of view, he's, he's in his last tournament now as Germany manager and he doesn't really need to oversee a rebuild, does he? He doesn't really need... So it was kind of brave of him and, and kind of commendable in a way that he'd want to do a bit of a rebuild, but then he kind of abandoned that and he's brought back Muller, he's brought back Hummels, um, which adds, adds that experience to the squad, uh, which I think was a good move. Um... And, and, yeah, so I kind of thought it was a, yeah, a little bit strange in the first place that he'd go away from those players. When you're going into your last tournament, he don't really, selfishly, he doesn't have to concern himself with the future. Um, but anyway, they didn't quite have enough. It'll be interesting, like I said, to see what, what Joachim Lowe does with the, with the starting eleven in the next game. But I do think there was some positives to take from Germany. And France, you know, um, no change there, as you were... Still one of the tournament favourites there. Nothing we saw in that game suggests that they're anything less than that at all. Um, 
So moving on to today's games, and we'll start, we'll go in chronological order, not in order of importance in, in my eyes, in many of our listeners' eyes. We'll start with Finland, uh, Finland v Russia, uh, taking place in St. Petersburg again with that Russia didn't really utilise any, and it hasn't really been that home advantage for too many teams. I think England is one of, one of those that, that um, have had a victory on home soil. I think every other side who's been on home soil hasn't won, has lost. So there hasn't really been that home advantage yet. The Finns got off the mark early. Russia, the pressure is on now, really, especially with that upset in the other game in Copenhagen with Finland taking three points. Russia are really going to have to play a lot better than they did against Dem- uh, against Belgium if they're going to win this. Um, so we'll wait and see what happens in that one. But uh, certainly uh, um, you'd have to say um, Russia have to get something out of that game. They have to. So I, I expect them to be a lot better. And maybe the fact that Finland sprung the surprise in the first game, Russia will, will give them uh, all the respect they deserve and uh, it, it might end up being a, a tougher game for Finland in that respect this time around uh, and then then in Baku uh, the Welsh boys against Turkey and um, after the draw against Switzerland yeah huge game for Wales uh, particularly so because they've got Italy in their last game and you don't want to be going to I mean you Really, three points did get some teams through in 2016. Some teams it didn't get through. Um, we talked about Portugal being one of those that got through. There are other teams that didn't make it on three points. Um, so you think that, th- that three points could get you through, but you don't want to be going into the game against Italy as Wales having to get anything out of it, which means... Which means they have to get a win they have to get a win in this game really you'd have to say and so I kind of, like I said in, uh, in the preview for the Switzerland game I want to see Paige be attacking um, you know maybe Nico Williams comes in maybe Ampadu comes in for Morale in the middle although Morale delivered a lovely ball for the goal for Kiefer Moore so yeah I'd like to see us still be attacking you know, Dan James coming off in the in that game against Switzerland was a bit of a head scratcher. We need to get him on the ball. He's obviously confident. He's got his pace. He threatened Switzerland, and I can't see him being any less threatening against the Turkish defence either, who struggled with the movement of uh, of um, uh, Insigne and uh, and and you know I think if if we can. If we can get our ball players on the ball, we can definitely hurt Turkey. But we're really going to have to play smart as well. Um, you know, Turkey have been around the block. They know what they're doing. So it's going to be a tough game. Nerves are plenty, particularly when there's so much riding on it. You know, like I said, we don't really want to be going into this Italy game needing to get even a point. We want to get that, that, those three points in the bag and four points on, on our total to, to, to leave us in a strong position to qualify for the, the knockout stages. Um, and I think we can do it. If we play to our strengths, I think we can we can do it. Get the service up to more and more, like I said, get people like James on the ball. Ramsey, hopefully with, with another 90 under his belt, will be a little bit sharper as well. Hopefully that fitness and sharpness is coming back too. So if we can get the full backs up supporting as well more, get that overlap on, like I said, with, with James and Bale, then uh, 
then there's no reason we, we can't win the game. And then finally, uh, last but not least, um, it's Italy against Switzerland. Uh, Italy, I think of all the teams we, we've seen so far in the tournament, I've been most impressed with Italy. I think they um, they looked, you know, very, very, very professional. Mancini style and substance as a manager, um, like he was as a player, and I think he's got them organised. But like I said, in the in the 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 review show after that first match, they they are playing with a with a bit more attacking man, uh, intent than the Mancini. So. Um, I, I, it's a tough one because again, I think Switzerland will, will want to get something out of it after after feeling probably feeling like they dropped two points against us. Um, but Italy are a strong side, and uh, but I'm not going to make any predictions because I'm I think I'm over five on predictions when I've done my shows. So I promised myself uh, I'm not going to make any predictions for the time being. So um, yeah, because whoever I predict ends up losing so all that remains for the show is for me to say i think turkey are gonna win hi this is the blender coach and you're listening to a touchline rants latest podcast back of the net you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts, y'all. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.